What's... What up, Ed- Oh, shit. Wait, I'm, I'm going to text it in, man. That's I know. I'm sorry. I'm out of it today. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, if I could reach out and slap your face just to wake I, I you up a little bit. across the face. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, this is Samir. Hey, this is Alec. And this is Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. Let's get it. What up, EDM champions? Here we go. Episode 48 coming at you live. We're going to kick it right into the on repeat. I'm in trouble now. I freaking love this song, guys. Take a listen. This is SG Lewis and Aluna George teaming up for the song Hurting. Samir, my man, I'm in a very happy relationship, but my heart's hurting after listening to this song. <laughs> the emotion in it, you can hear it. I mean, just as with any oh. Aluna George track, man, I mean, just you hear the emotion and you can feel it. Great pick, man. I mean, what, what kind of brought this back up to it? Yeah, okay. All right, I don't think we need your rendition of it. There's no, a reason why we really she's on don't, it. dude. Well, first of all, let me just say how pumped up I am on the fact that you are digging this track because I yes. absolutely love this song. SG Lewis and Aluna George teaming up for the perfect vibey track what i love about this song is that i was reading a little spotify behind the scenes behind the song i should say preview of this track and they were saying that sg lewis and aluna george banged this song out in one day one day and it was so funny because uh they were talking about how sg lewis from his perspective they were a little bit nervous to sit down and write a track together then they went out to go get some burritos they opened up a little bit and they wrote this song in one day it just goes to show you dude that burritos can solve any problem all right i love this song (laughs) there you go burritos solve all the problems you know that's the i think that's the second time both of our last on repeats, man, have been Aluna yes. George, by the way. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're feeling the vibes with her. But before we dig into this week's episode, I tell you again, we've got an action-packed full episode just with all these amazing topics to cover. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, this episode. Okay. <laughs> exactly. He, he's now our executive producer. There, there we is. go. There's the man himself. But quick overview of what we're going to be talking about today. We've got new music from artists we're watching, Nostalgics and Clank. Good to see them both back in the studio, putting out bang in tunes then we're going to cover new music from people like Jax Jones and Martin Solvig 
presenting their Europa. Wow, this is unbelievable. Dombrowski also released an EP we'll be talking about stuff there too. In diving into the news and culture section, Afrojack announces a techno alias. Ooh, we'll see how that is. Also, we'll be talking about topics such as the EDC 2020 lineup. It finally came, it dropped. There's a big splash with it. I think people are going to really enjoy it. I'm not going to ruin it here, but Samir, Samir's feeling angry again this week, so he's got another anti-plur moment Let me for out of this you. cage. I'm ready to rip some heads off. <laughs> I here can we hear go. it. He's ready. He is super ready. Then we've got the last two sections, arguably the best of this podcast. It's the What Are We Listening To section, where we will rate and review two different tracks, albums or EPs. And this week we have chosen two tracks. I won't ruin it then to spoil the surprise and finally for the artists we're watching section yet again as always we have two amazing artists to throw onto your radar going back to the top of it my man new music from artists we're watching let's kick it off with nostalgics with her song brat what do you think dude let me tell you something this song had me feeling like a bad bitch i love this song man you know nostalgics just has a way of putting some real attitude and flair to her version of house music that it just makes you feel really really good so you know what guys let's get this going let's peep this song right now this is nostalgics track brat take a listen Very well said, man. I mean, I think people can just hear, you know, her take on house music is very unique and interesting. But the question I think everyone's wondering is, did it make you twerk? Let me let me just say, all right, I got up on the table at the club, okay, and I was straight up twerking my booty all around it, dude. Like I said, this is a fantastic track. It just makes you feel good, dude. It makes you feel energized. I'm really about this track. Well, that was not the uh, response I was expecting. I well, kind of wish got it. I kind of wish I never asked it. <laughs> I enjoyed the track. It was awesome didn't quite get me doing uh that Samir but I really enjoyed right. it and just you know big big fan of her I'm glad to see her that she's continuing to crush it moving onwards last one for this section this week is a short one we've got Clank and City Walker with the track Lost Samir what are your thoughts oh man this is deep pounding house music right here Agreed. I wouldn't expect anything less from Clank man and he's teaming up with City Walker for the song Lost I, I just I love this track man this is just one of those songs that's gonna burn up the dance floor okay but you know what <laughs> let this burn up your headphones or your speakers or get you moving in your car guys check this song out this is Clank and City Walker teaming up for the song Lost Getting lost in this 
just another great release from Clank Man, and I'm glad I, I haven't really looked into City Walker too much, but definitely on my radar now too. Clank has just done this really awesome job of being able to, again, he's another person that's created their own unique take on house music, and he's really being at the forefront of pushing the innovative boundaries of house. So definitely glad that he's out there doing that if you haven't heard of him before check out the show notes you'll see him you'll love him and you know what man i'm surprised you didn't mention that this was released on noir sub blanc like oh that's right labels, that is dude. absolutely on, those Alec. i know man i had something up with me today i'm just you know not really i gotta get in the zone right okay dude noir I, you, sub you know blanc. what you gotta come over here to new york again dude because it is 50 degrees it is absolutely beautiful the sun is out like i you know this is the kind of weather after such a such a long winter, the cold days here in New York, it makes you want to put on a speedo and strut your stuff. Is it in is the it bad? New York? Is it bad that it's been like that the entire time? Is <laughs> so, shut up. It's okay. every day. That's 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 what I experience every day now. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the burst your bubble. I don't want to hear. It. You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> I didn't mean to burst your bubble. You were so cute. You got so excited you burst over it. it. Oh man! All right, new music section. Jacks. Jones and Martin Solvik team up to present Europa. They've only done a couple other tracks under that, but featuring a very, very good vocalist here, Ray, all caps there. They've teamed up. This track, they called it Tequila. It's a very fitting name for the song. Oh, yeah. Very fitting name. And I tell you, man, I really, really enjoyed this track. I loved how they utilize Ray's vocals. I mean, Jax Jones always does a bang-up job when it comes to vocals and incorporating them into his house tracks. He just has this way of making, you know, and Martin Solvik too, for this matter, makes this making house more accessible to people. It can become yeah. a little bit more of a radio hit, that type of thing. I absolutely love it. But it's still house music, so it's not really too poppy, you know, for my Call liking. house work. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. What do you think? Absolutely love this song, man. I, I love Jax Jones, and I love Martin Solvig, and when they team up for Europa, it cannot get any better than that. You know what I mean? And I love what you said about how they make house music accessible, man. Because I'll tell you what, ever since I showed Snacks, the album, to my girlfriend, she's like, when are we going to see Jax Jones? I love it. She's asking me that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's not something I ever expected. And this song, Tequila, just like other Jax Jones tracks, it is fantastic. It gets you in a good mood. It gets you want to party. And and I just, I love this song, man. It makes me want to take some shots of tequila. So I'm a big fan of this. Absolutely. I'm not a tequila drinker, though. So no tequila I for am. me. But, you know, yeah. definitely want to get me out partying. All right. Dombreski, Trust the Process's new EP, The French Man. Again, another French house artist here. What do you think of the latest attempt from the French maestro? You know what, man? I got to set the scene for you right now with this EP. Let's hear okay? it. Dombreski coming on on the decks in like a really high class lounge here in New York City. This might be a Louis Vuitton party. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but that's what this EP feels like, man. This is some high quality house music. I love Love, love this EP. I thought Trust the Process was such a great song. Houseology. And then you got three re remixes of the song Trust the Process. One from Boston Bun, one from Ben Hemsley, and one from Lucati. Uh, three different vibes on, on these remixes. I thought the Lucati one was, yep. was probably my favorite one out of that. Then the Boston Bun one. The Ben Hemsley one was a little weird, but still <laughs> really. No, seriously. It was, it was, it was, it was weird, but. It's an odd one. It is an odd one. Yeah, exactly. But this is just such a fun EP. And. I would love to spin some of these tracks out to some of my friends. This is a really good EP. Well, Alec, what do you think? No, I'm on board with you, man. I can totally see 
the Louis Vuitton deck party there, going off to this, you know, one, two step and all night long. This is, this is exactly the type of music that you can see that type of vibe to. It's kind of the. Hey, can somebody pass the Sean Don, please? Where's the Sean Don? Huh? (laughs) There you go. Exactly. That's, uh, that's very good to me. You've clearly been to these parties before. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know me. Yeah. Exactly. High life over there in New York. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing more really to say than just Dombrowski is just absolutely crushing it right now. I took a look at his Spotify and I can't believe it. He's up to a million monthly listeners. Holy shit. Yeah. Nice. I had no idea, but he's really just blown up in the last two years, I feel like. So shout out to him. That's awesome. Keep on crushing it, my friend. Okay. Kaizo and Ray Volp teaming up for Ghost in the Bottle. Figured I'd throw in a little bit harder of a track for this week for us to talk about. What do you think about this, man? I have some interesting thoughts. I really like this song a lot. Oh, yeah? Okay. And I, I, I've really, really enjoyed this track. It is so high energy, and I love how different the two drops are on this song. When Kaizo comes onto a song, you're going to have like that kind of harder rock element into it. But, you know, Kaizo's not afraid to take some risks, man, and that's why people love him. I really, really enjoyed this one a lot. It has a lot of energy to it, and I'm really pumped up on this. Alec, what are your thoughts? You know, so, okay, it's interesting here. I... I really enjoy. I enjoyed the second drop probably more so than the first. And huh. yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't enjoy the entirety of the track. If that makes any sense, I preferred portions of it. Like the second part of it, I really enjoyed. So it for me, it was like it's a it's a good track. It's not something that I would necessarily go back to all the time. So I'm not quite as hot on it as you. But there's definitely the energy in there. You can just tell that this would get the nightclub going and it'd pop off, but just not entirely for me. Uh, in terms hmm. of my bass music preference, yeah. This song is so good that it makes it's making me grow out my hair, so when I headbang, <laughs> it goes everywhere, dude, because I love this track. I love that, man. Well, that's interesting to see. We'll see. We'll have a picture of Sinead yeah. Sinkar and his new... Yeah. Exactly. Okay, moving on. We've got Charlotte DeWitt's new EP vision. Samir, our techno, our resident techno person. What's going on? What do you think? Yeah, I'm dressing all black right now, dude. I'm dressing all black. There's a single strobe light in this room. The room is completely dark, and I'm just, I'm just having it going on when I'm listening to this EP. This shit is bumping. And what's awesome is that it was released on Len Faki's label. And Len Faki is one of my personal favorite techno DJs. And it was released on his label, Figure. And this EP is just so fitting for this imprint because it's techno, but Len Faki likes to play around with more minimal sounds, really relying on just eerie kind of hi-hats and the kick needs to be absolutely pounding, the perfect amount of reverb. When you see him live, he is going to take you on a journey of darkness and Charlotte DeWitt really delivered with this EP. And uh, I just, I think it's very fitting for this imprint. So vision, dope track, out of balance, amazing. Unthoughtful was such a cool switch up, man. Yes, I really enjoyed I was the just switch about, up on this That was EP. the one I was going to focus in on. I thought this was yeah, a really let, great. Let me your thoughts, dog. No, I just, it's, it switches up the vibe almost, right? Like, I mean, I think it's a, it's a very interesting way to cultivate the, album and this is another album you can listen from start to finish to and i feel like just having that song in there just breaks it up a little bit you know yeah. just switches up it it's it's just one of those i mean what what are your thoughts on this man I, I think we need to we need to take risks in this scene man you know what i mean and like charlotte dewitt saying that she's gonna throw this song onto this ep and just be like you know what fuck it this is this is what i like this is what i made it may not necessarily be techno but this is my song this is my style either you like it or you don't And I love that. I love the statement that that song is trying to make. And you know what? Even though it's not necessarily traditional techno, I just like to see creativity. And Charlotte DeWitt delivered. Absolutely, man. Very well said there. So hats off to Charlotte. Okay, my man. We're wrapping it up. We've got... Oh, God. I can't pronounce this name. Is it Felix Jean? It's Felix Jean. Jean? 
Jeune. Really? Why, how, why do I know that and you don't? I don't know. I don't listen to Felix Jeune. That's probably Jeune. why. He teamed up with Vize, V-I-Z-E, for this song. Well, I could pronounce that one. <laughs> I, got I, that was, one. I was concerned. I was concerned <laughs> you were going to say Bizet or something. Bizet. Oh, I like yeah. that. That should be... You should yeah, put a little accent go. on there. There you go, Vize. Yeah. Put a little accent. Bizet. All right, man. So they teamed up for this song, Thank You, Not So Bad. I love this song. If I didn't choose the S.G. Lewis song, the one that he did with the Luna George hurting, for my on repeat, it would have been this track because... The way that they fit Dido's lyrics into this song was so much fun. I think that the lyrics do get a little bit repetitive in this track, mm-hmm. but I love the baseline on it, and I love the way that this song hits when it drops. Alec, what did you think? No, I'm right on board with you yet again there, man. It was one of those nice. where like, you know, it got a bit repetitive for me at times, but it's still one of those tracks I would like to vibe out to. You know, it's uh, Hell yeah. it's it's something that you could just stick out on the car and have a good time and a good base. drive. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, th- that actually makes for surprisingly good driving music, by the way. Highly, highly yeah, recommend. Yeah, it is. Yeah absolutely well you can remember that you can find all of this music in our full show notes right so just check them out we'll post a link onto facebook just in case for those people who use platforms where it's not supported spotify really one of the only ones i don't know why they have that why do they why it's so annoying you're fucking it up yeah come come on on, spotify step it up jesus they they got more than enough money to the edm champions and you're messing it up i know exactly we're doing your job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly so definitely check it out on our facebook if you're using spotify if you're an apple podcast well done you've done a good job you'll be able to access it just <laughs> below and while you're at it when you go in there feel free to give us a follow on instagram it's at btb.pod or on twitter at pod btb all right yeah. man you know alec i was crunching the numbers and while i was crunching the numbers i came to this realization that if every single one of our edm champions shared this show with a friend we would literally double the audience. If everyone shared it, it would double our audience. Yes, exactly. If you shared it with exactly one friend, it would double the audience. So guys, please go ahead and share this <laughs> podcast with your friends. There, oh, dude, that was very nice. We're getting better at it. Self-promotion. There you go. There we go. Nice there little go. plug there. All right. <laughs> Moving into the news and culture section. <laughs> I'm feeling good right now. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. This is this, man. This was interesting. I yeah. had heard rumors about it before on Reddit. And it's interesting to see it finally come to light. And I just love it when artists decide to take this risk. So cliffhanger over now. Afrojack announces a new techno alias called Capuchon. I think it's... Or Capuchon. Capuchon, maybe. I'm, I'm going to say Capuchon. Capuchon. You Capuchon. can say Capuchon. No, <laughs> I'm going to say Capuchon too. <laughs> That's probably the best way to say it. Okay, fine, asshole. Um, <laughs> he's going to be doing this as part of a special set at Tomorrowland Winter, which, Samir, you're not ever going to go to, are you? You don't no. like the... <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? You don't want to you, go with you me? Couldn't, you couldn't pay me to go to a wintertime festival <laughs> in the snow. You, you couldn't. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. EC Vegas 2019 is as cold as I ever want to be at a festival. I'm sorry. That was cold. That was That was cold. cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that was... Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Getting your socks wet when you're dancing in the snow, like, that That sounds so awful. Uh, I want to go, though, man. I am gonna. I definitely want to go. Well, I'll, I'll try one of the ones on the West Coast out first, probably yeah. Snow Globe, or I really just want to yeah. go to X Games, honestly. Anyhow, yeah, we're getting going, off... You're going without we're, we're, getting yeah. off, <laughs> we're getting off topic here, okay? It's not about the winter festivals. It's about <laughs> right. Afrojack. I love how he is willing to publicly say that this is one of his aliases and he's kind of going that route and he's going to try it out. And I feel like there needs to be 
I, I like the two routes that people take, right? Where it's kind of unknown, you don't really know it's them. And then when they publicly are able to announce it. But I feel like for the more of the mainstream DJs, it can be kind of hard to say that you're branching out an alias into a different subgenre of music, right? Because I just feel like a lot of your core fan base as just more mainstream artists would feel a little bit kind of jarred even if it's a separate alias you know what i mean it's like just come out and publicly say that and then i feel like totally. there's also going to be your unfortunately the elitists within certain subgenres being like oh it's you know there's just big room uh, guy yeah, that's doing... not techno right exactly um... like i don't want to hear that right i just don't yeah. want to hear that from people but it's going to happen i mean i'm sure i mean you know uh, techno more than I do. So, I mean, is that something that you see happening I'm for absolutely Afrojack? concerned. Yeah. I'm absolutely concerned about that for Afrojack. You know what I mean? Oh, Afrojack. Oh, God. That is so basic. Hey, why don't you f*** off, okay? <laughs> let, Ale- oh, let, let Afrojack <laughs> do what he wants to do, man. There is nothing wrong with artists trying some new sounds because that's what keeps this scene interesting, dude. On top of that, in this We Rave You article that kind of talks about Afrojack announcing this techno alias there's a two-hour mix that he did for Tomorrowland Winter in, you know, celebration and in hyping up Tomorrowland Winter. And the first half an hour is, you know, some of those more bigger hits from Afrojack and people who usually grace the main stage. He threw he threw in some really interesting remixes. And then about 22, 23 minutes into that set, he starts to kind of bring the energy into like a house and then into a techno flow. You know what I mean? The guy has talent. Okay, insane amount of talent. That is that is difficult, by the way. What he exactly. was doing, very very difficult. I, t- I tell you what, man. A DJ's job is to bring you on a journey of music and to bring you f- to different moods. And Afrojack perfectly showcased how he is able to do that in this uh, two-hour mix that he did for Tomorrowland Winter. I encourage everybody to take a listen to this mix. It is in the We Rave You article that we're posting in the show notes. So please take a listen to that mix. It is really good. Yeah, it's it's and not to mention that he's on a DJ booth made of snow. So it's kind of worth Again, I would at. never ever do that, but <laughs> just you know, shout out to him, man. Yeah. But I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Honestly, it's, it takes a lot of skill to be able to mix multiple genres like that and also have the energy flow be seamless. You know, you have you want to create kind of a story. If that, for lack of a better way yeah. of describing it, it feels like a journey almost, right? It, it's kind of like if you were just, it, there's a logical progression of energy and mood too, right? So making it a little bit less hippie oriented. It's not just about the energy or the vibe, man. It's like, it's quite literally as if you were writing an essay yeah. and you have to have your logical reasoning and logical steps. It's the same thing with music and DJ sets too. It needs to make sense and, and match kind of the tones and the p- different pitches and the different uh you know overall moods that it does create so being able to do that and then go into you know techno all the way from some of his bigger hits that's bloody impressive to be able to do and pull it off in a way where it's like okay if i saw that live that would be kind of awesome uh, yeah. and, and I hope that I, last thing on this, man, I know I've been kind of ranting here a little bit, no, but you're good, dude. I love this. <laughs> there you go. You love me talking. I love talking too. Um, <laughs> got, so with Afrojack, like here, here's the thing. Do you think he's going to play this on one of his, you know, big room sets in another stage? So say yeah. he's on, you know, he's doing whatever at ultra, right. And he's on the main stage. Is this something he's going to do? Is he going to drop techno yes. in? You think so? Yeah. I do think so, Oof. and especially with techno and house kind of gaining a lot of popularity, and we're starting to see that with some of the main stage sets as well. I mean, let, let's let's use this as a prime example right here. Oliver Heldens at Ultra Miami 2019 threw in some absolutely banging techno, 
absolutely banging techno, dude. EDM Champions, if you guys have not listened to that set, go find it on YouTube. That set absolutely destroys every time I listen to it. Artists on the main stage are taking risks, and that's that's fantastic, man. I love to see it. Calvin Harris, I've, I have a good feeling the next time we see Calvin Harris or Calvin Harris puts out a set at like Coachella, for instance, Coachella. that's where he's yeah. playing. Coachella, exactly. Exactly. Yep. He's definitely going to be dropping some Love Regenerator stuff, and he's not going to apologize about it, okay? Because <laughs> he, that's the thing. He doesn't like, care. He's getting paid he's well He's getting paid enough. no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But like that's that's the thing here, man. Like I feel like we're just seeing this movement of main stage artists taking some more risks in the songs that they're dropping and I think that's just absolutely wonderful. I love seeing these big names also announcing that they are starting some aliases. Afrojack with Capuchin. We got Calvin Harris with Love Regenerator. We got I mean Porter Robinson with Virtual Self 2 years ago, right? I mean Oliver Heldens with High Low. Well, it, actually I would say probably Virtual Self was considered to be a standalone project, right, rather than like an alias sure. of his. You're absolutely right. Personal, no, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I just remember him being very particular about it. Like he was like, yeah. it's very much separate, you know? Totally. Totally. No, you're absolutely right, Alec. That That is a good point. Um, but what I'm trying to say here is that we should be embracing this and not, you know, sticking up our noses to, uh, you know, somebody who is considered Agreed. mainstream trying something new because that kills creativity. That kills innovation in this scene, and I will not stand for it. No. Okay? I'm, I'm about to start a change.org <laughs> petition right now telling these techno snobs to just can it. We don't want to hear it. We should start a petition that every main stage act has to incorporate at least 10 minutes of, that's not much, 20 minutes of techno into the set. The only thing is, is that if Afrojack gets up on stage and he's not wearing a super, super deep v-neck black t-shirt and black <laughs> jeans and black sunglasses and he's dropping techno if if he doesn't wear that outfit and and he's playing techno then we can take him off the stage <laughs> all right you heard it here first with it but i i agree maybe not with the outfit choice there but <laughs> i do agree with you i think um having the ability as an artist to be able to introduce your fan base to other types of music is just a really wonderful thing and i think it's something that people need to be because I do feel like it's getting better, but I do feel like there is sometimes a little bit too much snobbery and elitism mm-hmm. associated with certain ones. Like you see it all the time where, you know, people are like, Oh, I can only listen to this type of music. It's like, look, in my opinion, and we'll talk about this on a future topic, hint hint at another one, uh, Ooh. next week exactly there. Yeah, we're gonna get into some real deep history parts of edm and it's very much related to the sentiment exactly so come back next week um but the, the sentiment is if you're into electronic music you should be able to at least appreciate all types and genres of electronic music i feel like yeah. you have to be able to and you should be able and you know what not you should you will be able to find parts that you appreciate if you give it a chance and try to listen to it here's why okay Are you telling me that if you find a certain collection of robot sex noises and random drum pads in one particular way to be more immutable and more likable to you than if they were organized a separate way? You're telling me that if you like one way or the other, you cannot find... You're finding rhythm in computer-generated noises, okay? You can find rhythm in anything then. (laughs) You should be able to appreciate any type of electronic music right so i don't want to hear i only like house or i only like dubstep everything else doesn't appeal to me no 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 no. you're not listening properly because if you can find enjoyment in one of those subgenres, you can find something you enjoy in everyone 
And I think to me, that's just what I feel like people need to go in with the mindset of is that the yes, there are all these types and subgenres of electronic music, but it's it, you shouldn't view it in such a segregated way where it's like you can only really listen to one or the other. No, you should be able to understand it's part of a larger ecosystem of electronic music and be able to appreciate it all because that's what it's designed for. That's what it's meant to do. It's meant to bring people together from all different parts and it's meant to unite. So when I see people getting really snobbish about it, I'm like, you just don't understand the core of electronic music then. But I guarantee if you like one subgenre, you will when given the chance and the experience and the opportunity to, you will appreciate aspects of others a lot more. So there's my little take. Wow. There. Professor Alec Prieto right here, baby. Here, a little bit of clapping. Dude, that was awesome. That is awesome, man. Well, I mean, do you – okay, but do you agree? <laughs> it could be awesome, but do you yes. agree? Yes, I absolutely agree with you, Alec. A hundred percent, man. Like you and I, I feel like – we're always open to trying some new sounds, and, I, and I'm also happy to say that if you listen to this podcast, you're probably one of those people as well. You're probably a champion of EDM. Or you hate it. And, <laughs> or you hate it, or you hate this podcast. Yeah, so in, in that case, uh, get out. We need, to, we need to just knock down these barriers, man. I mean, like yep. Daryl even talked about on last week's episode, there is too much snobbishness in this scene sometimes. There is just too much like elitism or purism into like, I only like this sound. Brother, you gotta open up your ears a little bit more, man. Well, try, you're already listening. Let's face it, you're I already know. listening to frankly weird stuff. So anything yes. else that sounds weird, it's it's not that much weirder. I'm sorry, mate. I hate to break it to you, but if you're yeah. listening to electronic music and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna listen, you're to dubstep, a weird dude or you're or girl, kind of weird. whatever you identify yeah, with. Seriously. It's silly. It that, but that's part of the point of it too, and that's kind of the the ultimate thing I wanted to get to as well. So thank you for reminding me of it. Is that it is? It's just silly. Like it is, but that's also part of the point that it's it's freeing because there is no yeah. boundaries to it there's no limitations the scene isn't is designed in a way where no one gives a shit what you look like or how you act or what you yes. do when you're dancing it's because the music is just so wacky right and out there <laughs> it, it's so wacky and out there and creative yeah. like yeah. show somebody okay like show somebody let's think uh uh peekaboo show someone who's yeah. only ever listened to rock and roll their life peekaboo <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's like it's probably gonna be very jarring for them but they might look at you a bit strangely and think you're kind of a weirdo especially if you start headbanging there like right and it's just right. like but but that's the point is like all jokes aside there's nothing wrong with that and that's that's where you got to just accept so the snobbishness i feel like that comes out where people are like oh this is a little bit too weird for me look the scene's already weird quote unquote as it is and but that's part of the point of it is just to yeah. to let go and not have any you know limitations and things and that's why it's very creative so just open your mind don't be snobbish about it because because it, it is it's something that really brings down the mood for me at least too right i mean yeah you know it, it's it's fine i mean now there is an exception of course here right like i think it's perfectly okay to say that you do not like the chain smokers i think that is perfectly fine <laughs> Thank you, Alec. Uh, I appreciate Just that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Even the chain smokers. See, even I can appreciate the chain smokers. Yeah, and that's saying totally. something. All right. Aspect. When, when dude, aspects. when roses drop, that song absolutely slapped. Okay. okay? To be fair, that was an amazing are. song. Yeah, exactly. This is just a huge roundabout way to say, let's all make sure that we are open and we're giving it a chance here for Afrojack's new techno alias, Capuchin. I just want to say one last thing before we move on. If his MC starts talking over techno tracks, <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed yes. off. Okay, uh, I, I, I oh want to see God. that just like, to see That's going to be the reactions. longest countdown 
to a drop ever. 30, 29, tw- oh, wait, oh, okay, you're going to loop this again, okay, 100, 58, like, I was going to be like, what is going on over here, man? Yeah, no, absolutely, I, um, I'm i really, really pumped up for this. Uh, <laughs> you ready? It's not here yet, it's coming. It's going to be awesome, uh, and I'm really pumped up for this, and I'm going to I'm gonna try to tune into that Tomorrowland Winter set from the comfort and safety of my warm blankets and my heater in my bed. All right. Oh, you're boring, yeah. man. You're boring. You know what, dude? Boring. I just, I hate the cold weather. I know and, you do. Uh, I'm pumped for the summer. I so. know, I know. Continuing the trend of snobbishness, because I think this is kind oh, of yeah. intertwined with this topic here. Next mag, yet again, with another really insightful and interesting article. This is awesome. Are the return of vinyls a positive thing? Now, everyone kind of knows there's that one hipster friend who just is really into vinyls, right? Oh, you have the MP3? Oh. I have it on vinyl. Oh, my God. Why don't you God. come on over, bring some IPAs, and we'll take a listen to it, how it's supposed <laughs> to sound. brews. All right, Gavin. <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, I, honestly. No, I mean, that was great. I think... I think that kind of, I think everyone kind of knows exactly. Everybody knows a Gavin. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows someone who's like this. Especially if you're into the music industry, like you just will know somebody who only can listen to vinyls now for whatever reason, <laughs> right? Like it's like they've never listened to it before, but like now they've discovered it. Vinyl player yeah, on the subway, exactly. and they're like, like you know, oh, hold on, I got to change my record. Oh, hold and on anything a digital is just not raw enough, bro. <laughs> like it's like okay, all right, man. Like we kind of yeah. ruined the intro uh, for this, yeah. so let's just I, jump I into it. What do you think about it? What do you think about vinyl? What's interesting here is I I think there's one slight thing I would have to say about the article is I didn't feel like they really highlighted too enough the negatives almost right where Hmm. in terms of like a real true negative outcome and I'll explain a little bit more as you get into it but yeah what are your overall thoughts on this like do you think that this is something that should just be actually worried about? Let's just kind of give a really high level overview about what this article is saying. It's asking the question, what kinds of vinyls and printings are people buying, right? Are they buying the printings that are, you know, from like an obscure house music label in Berlin somewhere? Or is it just another copy of Katy Perry's latest album? What is the type of vinyl that is truly selling? Because vinyl, what vinyl was back in the 70s and, you know, the 60s was meant to have records from all these different types of labels, all different parts of the world, and people would literally dig through crates in a vinyl store to find really weird songs and tracks. And that's what that's what the the beauty of vinyl was, is that you really didn't know what you were getting until you found something that looked interesting from like an interesting place or from an interesting record label and you brought it home and you popped it in. Sometimes it was enjoyable and sometimes it was not. But that was the beauty of vinyl. And so now with the transition from vinyl to CD to cassette to CD to now, you know, digital files, a lot of these printing warehouses and printing presses for vinyls have shut down because there just was not much of a demand until just a few years ago with the resurgence of vinyl. However, the amount of printing warehouses for vinyls it it didn't really keep up with the demand. So there's very few of these these sorts of companies and manufacturers that are printing these vinyls. They are going to end up printing the vinyls that are going to sell. They're not going to have room in their production line to print the really obscure uh, tracks from these really uh, underground labels. They'd rather print out the latest album from Justin Bieber or from Katy Perry because that's what is going to sell. That's what well, that's what's going to sell millions of copies, not a track from an uh, underground label that's going to sell maybe 15 copies. So that was the takeaway from the article that I got from it. Alec, 
Is that am I on am I on point here? No, I think you're very much on point. But that was kind of where I see that as being an issue. But they raised the question: Is it helping dance music? But I don't think that right. I don't think that vinyl sales are ever going to be a major influence in the culture of dance music. I agree. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, I think this is again kind of getting to the point where like it's being made a little bit too much of a big deal. Right. By people who are proponents of it and then people who are worried about it. It's really it's such a small portion of music consumption now that it's not helping or look before people. You're right. When they go through the crates with the vinyls and things, it was really big for local and small artists. Right. As a way to start getting recognition. No small artist in this day and age in their right mind is going to say, I'm only doing vinyls now instead yeah. of SoundCloud and Spotify. They're dropping their shit on TikTok, man. Right. Like, they're doing, they're using the modern ways of doing it. So that that's why it's like, I think it's a very interesting article, but I just didn't like the kind of initial question it was asking and trying to answer because it's assuming that vinyl was having any type of influence on dance music, yeah. which... I mean, the Elises are going to hate me, right? Because they care about vinyl and they like it, but it's just not what the future is of dance music. I can already hear Gavin saying, Honey, could you turn Beyond the Beats off? I hate these guys now. (laughs) Gavin, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, man. You got to look at the numbers and the numbers just aren't there. This is going to just be a real piece of nostalgia, right? And that's what's going to happen. So from my perspective, yes. I get why this is not necessarily a gleaming picture as their subtitle, right? And they're right about that. There's, and they did a very good job of making the case in the argument from just an, uh, you know, from an economic standpoint too, for smaller mm. independent labels and princes too, that this is a bit of an issue. But to be honest, it's like you just shouldn't be getting into this area. Like it's just not right. like if you're small, why would you get into this right now? Just as a business choice. Like I get it. If it's your passion, then yes, okay. But you have to understand that, you know, this isn't like a real money maker anymore as much. Yeah. Right. And just as anything that's gonna happen, I think unfortunately right now, you know, that you see the consolidation occurring. And so just the bigger people are just going to be able to do it. They already talked about it, right? That is just kind of where it is. So if you're making the economic argument, I get it. But I think one you have to look at it and be like you know is this just smart getting into anyway if you're really trying to turn a profit rather than having it as just a passionate thing what i would like to see happen is that this whole aspect and i'd like to see us move back to it if possible it was not just capitalized on that much like there's almost where people just understand it's a nostalgia piece it's a a passion thing it's for the, if you really appreciate the origins and it just stays kind of like that like as a collectible yeah. type of thing rather than becoming this new commercialized resurgence of consuming music because it's never going to become that and then it's just it, it's um yeah I, I i don't know i i just like viewing it from the perspective of a more casual person where it's like i really appreciate it. i think it looks really nice i think it's cool it gives a very interesting uh way of listening to music there is differences right when you when you listen to it you can tell totally um but it just should just stick to that and i think just people i think it's just being made a little bit too much of a big deal on both sides yeah. i don't know i mean what do you think this is- I, I agree dude i agree i, I we're never gonna go back to like everybody having a you know record player and a big stack of vinyls in their living room we're never going back to that so i don't know why they're making this to be such a big deal and there really isn't a point of people like you know, like you just said, okay, I know, like, I only have, like, 2,000 followers on SoundCloud, but I'm going to, like, print some of my songs on vinyl. Bro, it doesn't make any sense for you. It just does not make any sense. There's no point in spending the money and spending the capital and trying to get producers to print that track because 
it's just it's not gonna happen no it's it's not My... and, I, and i get it like people don't like the major labels coming in here and kind yeah. of dominating and i get that from just but again it's like you have to it's like i want to keep it on more of that localized i i agree with that totally and i think yeah. definitely that's the way you should be but there's a point in the article where they're talking about how it's providing grassroots supports. And I'm like, is it? Is it really? Like, I, yeah. I, it's not in my mind. Like, that's just not where the forefront of music is. Like, if you want to ha- offer grassroots support, go to where the forefront is. This is, uh, you know, it's more of a historical piece. and That's fine. But don't say that it's bad because it's not going to be grassroots support because it's not really in the first place. Like, that's not actually right. helping the artists that we have come on this show. Right. All the people we've talked to. Right, they look at us like we're crazy if we're like, "Oh, you should just do." You know what I'm saying? You should print your songs on vinyl. Well, well, it could be interesting. I mean, actually, I will say this: it's a bit of a marketing opportunity here for anybody, right? So, if you could time it right, where vinyl start picking up a little bit more, you know, critical mass for that very specific industry, as much as it could pick up momentum in this day and age. If you're an artist, like if already established and you decided to make like a alias, put it only on vinyl. See what happens. (laughs) See what happens. If you could time that perfectly, you could probably. Make a good name for yourself, but that is that is kind of interesting. Yeah, but I think that would only be able to happen once. So it, yeah. that's the thing. So the novelty wears off. So Alec, my biggest concern with vinyl is, you know, this is obviously a fad that we're going through, right. and fads come and go. And my biggest concern with what is going to happen with vinyl is that a lot of people are going to just throw them away. You know what I mean? I feel mm. like it's it's going to create a lot of waste, unnecessary waste, right? We see this all the time with fashion trends. We see this all the time with technology. You know, like people want to upgrade their phones as soon as possible. And yes, there are recycling programs, but how many of those phones are actually going through the recycling program? Oh, I blame the tech. Right? I blame the tech companies for right. that. Not, not and as and much there, there are a lot of <laughs> totally. There, there are a lot of stakeholders that um, really should be taking up ownership in this problem. But I have a feeling that this is also going to happen with vinyl. All this plastic, all this cardboard, all this paper is going to end up in the landfills for a fad that I I personally think it's going to go away in five years. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Hot take. Five to you seven think years. Gonna, you think it's going to like, when you say go away, what do you mean? I, I think that we're probably going to reach critical mass of vinyl sales in the next two years, two and a half years. And then after that, it's just going to be a decline and it's going to go back to where it was hmm. when we when we switched over to cassette. That's my, that's my opinion on that. And hmm. Again, I'm just concerned that we're Probably. going to see a bunch of people just throwing away their their pressings of these, you know, albums that they bought of like Katy Perry's latest album, and it's just going to go in the trash. That's a very interesting point, man. That's actually something I didn't think about. Um, so I I could see the the concern there from from just the I don't know the environmental, environmental standpoint, yeah. right? I never thought about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to hope, man. I, I hope people have some sense to recycle these things because it is recyclable, people. Okay, so please. You know, don't forget to recycle. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. All right. Um, and then just a side note, because I just I just found this, you know, super interesting when you threw this on the show notes. <laughs> but uh, looks like we got a new player in, <laughs> in the turntable market. All right. So, guys, withdraw early from your 401ks. Head on over to your local Supreme store because they just teamed up with Newmark to bring you uh, their their version of a turntable for their spring-summer 2020 collection. <laughs> it's just, just like... Supreme, <laughs> you know, you know they, you know, Mixbag predicted it in an April Fool's. Did they? Post. Yes. No way. That is hilarious. Like, oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that here now. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is too funny. I, I think, I think that's scary more than anything. I mean, Supreme does have their pulse on trends. I will say that in terms of the products that they manufacture, 
I'm not a big fan of their clothing line. That's just me. Dude, However, it's all shit. <laughs> it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's a complete marketing play. You are turning off. I don't you're care. You're turning off Beyond the no. Beast to, to all the hype it is, beasts out there, dude. It's just scarcity marketing. That's it. Scarcity marketing 101. There is nothing that you separates this product other than the fact that it's a freaking supreme brand and they create scarcity and withhold it oh and choke it. It's so... I just... It just drives me up the wall when people talk about it. Or they go around and I'm like... It's you probably paid an astronomical amount for something you could right. have got. You might as well go and support your local fast fast fashion brand, right? Like I know they're not environmentally great, but you might as well. It's the same stuff. Come on down to Soho in New York, and you're going to see a lot of this kind of stuff, oh, man. But l- l- I mean, seriously, these guys, Supreme has manufactured bricks. They manufacture lighters in conjunction with Zippo. They've done ashtrays. I mean, even looking at this article, they have Supreme Oreos, Supreme Ziploc bags. You know, the, these guys, like, they kind of know how to market their brand. You got to give it up to them. They know they know what they're doing when it comes to marketing. However, I'd be concerned that if I bought, like, a package of Supreme Oreos, like, they, they would have been crushed in shipment. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if they're not there double is, stuffed, dude, I don't want them. There's no, shi- there's no shipment. You have to go in person to buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> like or it's from secondhand buyers. That's what I'm, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's just it's just complete bullshit. Sorry, but it's it's no. I, I know I got you riled up. No, over there, it gets but, me uh, riled up too because it's like I I don't know. Like it just it's just. Uh. So now everybody knows what to send to Alec for his birthday. <laughs> if you're right, send, him, send him like a Supreme Oreo package please he's the biggest hype beast i know <laughs> I, I hate it so much it's so <laughs> stupid it's so dumb it's so dumb. Oh, oh god. Oh, All right. Let's let's talk about this one because I'm very excited to talk about this. Alec. I'm I'm Prieto. back. All right. I'm back from this. Cool. Th- this makes me a little bit feel a bit more positive talking about this. All right. I mean right. EDC Electric Daisy Carnival Las Vegas 2020. They've dropped their lineup. Right. Woo. If anyone has not gone to this festival, I would highly highly recommend it as a festival to do just because of how purposefully grandiose it is it's just so over the top but that's kind of the point it makes it a really uh you know interesting and very immersive experience it's over the course of three days now remember since it's in las vegas it's going to be all night into the early morning right so it's a real you know it's not an easy festival to do and pull off but it's on may 15th 16th and 17th we'll have links in our Mm -hmm. show notes so definitely you know go check it out um you know if it's gonna be. You still get some tickets off second market. We have. We've done an episode about that. I'll link to how yeah. you want to get tickets for it. You know, but I'd recommend starting your plan soon for it. Okay, let's dig into this lineup, man. I mean, there is just this is just yet again another fantastic EDC lineup. What? Whoa, 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 Alec, Alec, where's Elenium? Huh? If Elenium <laughs> is not on this lineup, this lineup is automatically shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, or so I think or so Elenium, people seem to think online. I think a lot oh of people God. last year who went to go see Elenium, they didn't realize it was a DJ set. So I think yeah, what? How did you not? No, oh. no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm saying I no, saw I know, some I know faces. You, yeah. No, I just yeah. I think that's the case, man. Because they it's so small the writing. They probably you know put it down. I just remember people being shocked when he was throwing down dubstep, and I was like, well, I mean, that's kind of him. I absolutely love this lineup. I love it. I, I every year. These people, they pull out all the stops and they make sure that they it's not about having the biggest names in the scene. It's about giving you some really unique sets that you might not find anywhere else in the world. That's the best part about EDC is that there are so many stages. There are now nine stages. They they introduced a new stage, a, a stage dedicated specifically to house music, which is absolutely amazing. 
And they bring in some of the most amazing talent, man. Alec, I'm going to toss this one over to you, dog. Who who has really caught your eye on this one? This is hard. There's so many. I mean, okay, I have to talk about this because I've been saying that this is the year for it. And I think you know, Samir, oh, where I am going with this one. You heard it here first beyond the beats last year when I've been talking about it. The wave has officially hit the shores of the US. We've got vintage culture playing. Got some Brazilian bass pulling in the South America party vibe there. I tell you, man, I mean, it's just definitely, definitely go see vintage culture. I recommend to anybody. If you have to go see somebody, it's much more of, um, you know, it's definitely main stage suitable, but it's much, it could be very interesting, man, seeing. Yeah, you know the stage that he he'll be on and how people perceive it because they're going to be like this is kind of like big room but it's not it's very much more house like right so it's really yeah it's almost big room combined with deep house in an interesting way like there are huge build ups like humongous build ups but the drop is <laughs> yeah I mean it's just it goes on forever sometimes right and it's just but the but the drop is into like a really you know a bass heavy always a bass heavy house beat. That's quite simplistic. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. It's not like uh, when you're. Li- it's not. It doesn't get too too complex and stuff. So it's very. It's it's minimalistic but big at the same time. So I mean, if you've seen Tiesto over the course of the past year, you will be relatively familiar. I mean, he's been playing out some vintage culture tracks, and he's even had him on for a mini mix on his podcast slash radio um, club life. But Vintage nice. Culture definitely caught my eye from that just because I'm like, ha, huh, I told you so. He's there. He's definitely. <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a really big one. Troy Boy is there. Yes. Has he played at EDC before? I, I'm sure he has. I, I don't I don't doubt that. It's hard to second, catch him. You don't see him like going around too much. It's difficult to catch him. You know, I mean, that's uh, that's a great one. That's on Friday. I wish well. I saw him when he was in New York last, man. It was only like a month or two ago. I should have gone. Right. I, yeah. I well, going. I mean, yeah. you've got the opportunity now to as well. I thought yes, this sir. was interesting. This just caught my eye out. Diplo back-to-back MK. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that one, dude. <laughs> okay. What, what are your thoughts? I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this, man. Yeah? You know what? I don't understand why people are so shocked by this one. It's just like, let's take a look at what Diplo's been doing in 2019, man. Come on, with Higher Ground, his house music label, Diplo no, is I'm all not, about I'm the not, house music I'm not wave. surprised about it. No, no, I know. Sorry, I didn't mean like you were surprised. I'm saying if you go on Reddit and if you go on Twitter and Facebook, pe- people are like, Diplo BTB, sorry, <laughs> BTB. <laughs> Diplo back-to-back MK, what the fuck is that? Hey, why don't, you, why don't you take a look at what Diplo's been up to with Higher Ground? Then you're going to see why this is going to be such a cool back-to-back. And this is what I was talking about at the top of this topic. EDC Vegas is pulling in some very unique sets that we might not really see elsewhere, and Diplo back-to-back MK is one of those sets. I, I agree with you there, man. I think that this is just going to be a real test for him because MK is a true tech house house DJ, so he's totally getting do. on the decks with him. It's really going to show if he's got the chops or not. Like, it really will. Yeah. Right? And so that's why I think I would be, I was a little bit surprised. It's just, I was like, wow, okay. I mean, he's really stepping it up then. Like, when he's, you know, going totally. back to back on a, a, you know, in a major, it's not like a random club night. Like, this is, you know, he's on the lineup doing this with him. So, yeah. You know, he's definitely going to be held to uh, a certain standard there. Have to also give another shout out to Space Jesus for all of our bass heads. That's going to be... <laughs> I love that. Uh, isn't it, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, it's, it's great. Oh, man. Right, sorry, I also have to say this. This is something we haven't seen in a long time, Samir. Okay? Yeah. Midnight 
Tyrannosaurus back-to-back yes, Trampa. Sir. Remember we saw that uh, oh. for our 2017 Ready for EDC. It, See, we do listen fun. to some bass. It's not all house music. We do. Here. No, we no, do. We, we absolutely do. I feel do. like we, we haven't we, talked we... about bass music all that much recently on uh, yeah, the Yeah, we, we should definitely get back on that. Yeah, wave. well, uh, yeah. this big one here, speaking of which, Sudden Death presenting Void. Uh, I saw some videos <laughs> of Sudden Death doing some crazy shit. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know I didn't know he had powers, but I guess he has some power. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, I've kind of taken up a lot who are some of the people that you've done and then you know as we always do with these types of lineups you know who is kind of your dark horse picks to have okay. like we'll just kind of we will do an in-depth episode at some point but you know just kind of an overview of yes. who to look out for and uh you know who are some of the people that i think are sleepers like i said I'm, I'm very impressed with this lineup and i cannot wait to see boris brescia finally i'm finally gonna see boris brescia the masked tech house you know he likes to mix it up with tech house and progressive house and just different types of house styles in his sets he is he is a guy who will take you on a journey so i'm ready for boris brescia dude you know what? I'll say it right now. I will be seeing the Chainsmokers this year at EDC Vegas. My girlfriend is coming. She told me she wants to see the Chainsmokers. And you know what? I, you know, it, it, a relationship is give and take, baby. A relationship is give and take. So I will be there. Oh, you're gonna love it. You've been you, I've, you've been changing your tone on it. By the way, I've picked up on it. You've been changing your tone. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Don't don't be saying bullshit like That's that. That's true. Right? Samir, <laughs> got... Samir has become a Chainsmoker. Okay, he's he's nah. one of the groupies now. I I uh I can't wait to see Zed's dead. <laughs> I can't wait to see Gammer back to back kid. I'm excited to see Cashmere, dude. I'm mm. really excited to see Cashmere. It's been a while since I've seen Cashmere. Uh, last time was 2018 at Ultra. I'm excited to see Martin Garrick. So a lot of these big names, I'm really pumped up to see. But one of these back to backs, I I gotta be at. I gotta be at. Okay, and that is Jaws back to back Oliver Heldens, dude. Oh yeah, that's gonna be Woo-hoo! awesome. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh man. I mean, you got Jaws back to back. Oliver Heldens, then Oliver Heldens and Jaws are doing their own sets. That's going to be a good time. You got Chami up in this lineup. Weathen West End, who I saw at Shemansky, he is a killer. He's going to absolutely bring the heat. Dude, Dom Dalla, Io. There are just so many great names that it's making my head spin. But I am incredibly, incredibly excited. For this lineup, one more, sorry, AT Leans and Black Tiger Sex Machine, they're doing their own sets. I'm very excited for that as well. This lineup is uh, is heavenly, and uh, the naysayers, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Carl Cox is on here. You can't go wrong with this. No, I think a very good, interesting point there. I mean, a couple of things I wanted to point out. Uh, yeah. Dom Dollar, I'm telling you, man, you're going to be shocked by the crowd. Shocked. People are not going to work. Oh, dude. I am telling you, he has blown up this year. Seriously. Nice. You've got all of California's in on him deep. I mean, he's been playing nonstop out here. Sonny Federa, too. It's ridiculous. He's been (laughs) here. That's awesome. They're from Australia, and he's like out here all the time. I've seen him being listed. You know, I'll go onto like EDM train and look. It's been like, I think he's been here like three times in the last four or five months or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. And Sonny Federa. Good for him. So, by the way, they're great as a back-to-back, but I saw them do, yeah. you know, and that was awesome because, you know, they dropped San Francisco for the first, you know, it was really cool. Oh, wait, sorry, Alec, I got to say this one. It's going to kill me if I if I forget this point. Last year in 2019, this one artist, his tracks were played the most at EDC Vegas 2019, and now he is finally playing EDC Vegas. That artist, Eliminate. Oh, that's Bloom. right. That's going to be a fun, fun I'll one. I'll be wobble for that. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for his set. I can't wait. He's going to drop some house. Oh, absolutely. That's what I love. He, he can figure out. That's pretty cool that he's developed a style where he can drop house in it as well. That's kind of yeah, hard no, to he, do. He kills it. 
Yeah, yeah. that's very hard. His to sets do. are so good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, we haven't talked about this one yet, but I think this is the first time ever. DJ Snake is playing on Sunday. DJ Snake has played EDC Vegas before. Has he? I've, I've, li- yeah, I think 2015. I've listened to that. Oh, set. so it it's been a SoundCloud. while ago yeah. then. Okay, it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, but yes, DJ Snake will be there as well as Mala and Chami. Uh, you got obviously Dombreski. So you, you really got this part of my French fam out here, dude. It's pretty cool to see. So, dude, another big name that we have not mentioned yet. Okay, Knife Party. Yes, yes, I'm so excited. That I can't is wait. It's gonna be special absolutely absolutely great to see them back you know doing some stuff i I bet they're gonna drop a bunch of new music as well dude uh, absolutely agreed and also pendulum trinity is gonna be there as well (sighs) dude (laughs) Dude. i know dude just talking about this lineup with you is just gonna be so insane there's so many people i mean and then like you know tiesto martin garrix i mean jesus like you've got your staples there too but let's talk about some of the people that might be sleep you know slept on yes sorry the dark horse yes well not even dark horse but just people who are sleepers let's say okay because i think it's a little we'll we'll save that for the um official you know preview episode that we do um i say people are going to be sleeping on vanessa oh Mm. interesting i like going with the house music oh yeah she's just gonna you know blow up i think um who's gonna have a very interesting cult type of following is going to be vice there weiss but vice yeah yep. oh oh yeah fill my knees exactly yeah, i think track. that's going to be track. interesting don't see too many of those type of tech house djs out here so yeah. i think it's going to be yeah. a, if you're looking for a very different vibe than because a lot of the house music is quite dark but he's mm-hmm. a very it, it's you know it's very uk yes very oh UK hugely uk music. i mean it's like mk it's exactly like mk yeah. i mean not i don't want to say that not in a bad way but i mean just that type of sound it's, it's a similar style yes yeah. exactly similar type of style i think yeah i think those are two people that going to be slept on as well they might be slept on because of this what do you do you think there's gonna be a major clash with boys noise in somebody i feel like there's gonna be i i do i was gonna say something but i'm not gonna say it um i don't want i don't like to cause speculation but yes i, I do think that there is gonna be a big clash with boys noise and somebody else okay you you're withholding yeah. the speculation damn man. i don't no, I, I don't like to okay. i don't like to All right. uh, no i don't i don't want to perpetuate rumors because that what we're gonna talk about in our anti-plur moment is something that i'm, I'm ready to fire off on gotcha so. gotcha then yeah. all right last thing for me here because i mean there's just you can dig into this and find so many different yeah. people that's what's awesome about oh, ABC. Yeah. i think this has to be a must-see is 12 planets throwback set alec i love you yes yes absolutely dude he's gonna tear up the base pod absolutely and like 12 planet has a really uh nice appreciation for older school dubstep so definitely check that out he's gonna do it well awesome i have i have one dark horse that i'm ready to fire off on you ready all right all right this this was actually introduced to me by a reddit user so shout out to you i don't have your username in front of me but thank you for putting this guy on my radar because this is huge kai tracid who the fuck is Kai Trassin? Mm. I don't know who that is. Guys, that's because he stopped making music in 2009, but he is back. This is a big return for this guy from Germany. Check this out. He was the pioneer of combining trance and acid. That's where oh. his... His uh, his sound, his name comes from Kai Tracid. So a lot of people are sleeping on this name, but this is a very very big deal for trance and acid fans alike. And I this is this is a set that I have to check out. I have to oh, check man, this out. Oh man, I think you won uh, the dark horse there. Yeah, that's a great thank one. Thank you, sir. That's a great thank one. Thank you. Yeah, and just this month he announced that he is writing music again, and uh, he's returning back to the scene, and he's going to be playing at EDC Vegas. So this is huge, people. Don't sleep on this one. Shit, that's a really good pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well done. But, uh, well done. But Alec, oh my gosh, where is Elenium? 
oh no, where's Eric Pritz? Like, where is this person? Where is that person? Where's the person? Where are the people that are there every single year? You know what, guys? My anti-player moment this week Ooh. are the folks who are like, like oh, this. why don't they switch up the lineup? Why don't they switch up the lineup? And then they bitch that their favorite artist is not there <laughs> for the fifth year in a row. You know what? This one's for you. Shut up, okay? Because I am sick and tired of every single time a lineup drops. You know, there's like a big name that's missing. In this case, like Elenium was one of the bigger names that, that is missing from this lineup. And people are just going absolutely ape shit about this, right? I mean, he was there in 2018. He was there in 2019. If the man doesn't want to play in 2020 at EDC Vegas, let him rest. Let him be. <laughs> He's fine, okay? You could still probably catch him for your 10th time somewhere else in some other city. But you know what? I'm so sick and tired of people asking, like, why don't they switch up the lineups? It's just the same names over and over again. And then when their favorite name is missing from the lineup, then they go on social media and they go on Reddit and they bitch and, like, this is the worst lineup in the world. Shut up, okay? <laughs> you, can't, you can't have it both ways. You can really only have it one way. And this lineup in particular for EDC Vegas 2020, I feel like garnered a lot of... A lot of negative feedback online, man. Like more so than usual. Why? What? You, what about though? What was it that they were saying? It's because people's favorite big names were not on this lineup. But it is impossible to have every single major name in this scene on one lineup. It it's impossible to do from a budgeting standpoint, and it's impossible to do in terms of just keeping lineups fresh and exciting. Yeah, but and I also, think I think sorry that, that I just no go ahead because like it's I think this is a very good point too. I do feel like now you've those are probably the people that are always complaining just about the big names, and that's all they're there to see, and that's all they care yeah. about seeing. But I think the problem is is what they realize is that EDC is much more of an electronic music listeners festival than it is, say, a Coachella or something like that, yeah. right? Like this is where you know they definitely want to cultivate a a place where you can go to explore and find new music, right? And it's not, the focus is not on having the big names. For instance, look at it this way. You know, that's one way, this is one way that they kind of get that message across. Unlike a lot of other festival posters, the headliners, there are no headliners, right? No yes. one is in all caps and bigger than that. Everyone's in the same exact font, right? That yes. is the point. This The point of this is not somewhere where you can just go to see your big things. You're there to enjoy music and to have a broader appreciation for it and check out people you normally wouldn't see. That's the whole point of EDC. And that's why they have so many stages because yeah. they want you to stumble across new things. That's the point. So people who are complaining about this lineup not having the big headliners, you're going to be disappointed because, I mean, that's just not going to be the focus. You know, there's no... It's just, that's not the focus. Sorry, I kind of took so, over your fancy no, you're good, man. I'm just so sick and tired of this shit. We go through this every single year with every single festival lineup. Let me tell you something, okay? If you are only a fan of the big names, you have nothing to complain about with this lineup, all right? I'm telling you that right now. Why? I'll tell you why. Zed, Allison in Wonderland, Alesso, The Chainsmokers, Martin Garrix, David Guetta. They're all on this lineup. So what are you bitching about? <laughs> enough is enough. I'm just and look, I, I think if you're an EDM champion and you listen to this podcast, you probably have a very open mind. And I truly, truly appreciate your open mind. So thank you for that. But if your friend is bitching, you tell your friend to come listen to this anti plur moment right now <laughs> because I will set them straight. Okay. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense and it needs to stop. All right. 
And is it going to stop? Probably not. But at least I'm making my effort here. <laughs> You're getting That's it out. You're getting it out. That's the good part. I, I've, dude, I've, I've been like, I've been steaming about it, man. I'm just so sick and tired of this shit. I'm, I, it's ridiculous. No, it, it really is. And it's a very good We're point. We're Skrillex. And then, and then people speculate online like, oh, maybe Skrillex will pop up again and do a surprise set. Why would Skrillex do it again? Why? <laughs> He might. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so either. I'd love to see Bad Baby back on stage with Yellow Claw. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I'm just, uh, I'm really annoyed. I wish people would just give it a rest already. I mean, you got Afrojack back-to-back rehab on this as well. You got nothing to complain about. And if you are a fan of electronic music, and if you keep an open mind, I promise you, you will have a good time at EDC Vegas no matter what, even if your favorite name is not on this lineup. My favorite name isn't on this lineup, but I'm still more, just as excited to get to this festival as I was last year when he was on that lineup. And you guys already know who it is, but I'm not going to say the name because it's not necessary. This lineup is loaded. Everybody else who's bitching about how their favorite name is missing needs to shut up and just get to the festival and you're going to have a great time. All right. Wow. Samir, the gatekeeper of good vibes only. Thank right. you, dog. Thank no, you. I mean, it's a very good point, man. So it's, you know, that's a, it's a funny anti-play, but at the same time, it's, it goes, it ties back into that theme that we've kind of been hitting on here implicitly, which is you've just got to be open in the scene. You've got to be open-minded. That's the whole point, And that's the whole purpose of it. If you're going to be elitist about something, be elitist about that, which is where I truly yeah. do believe if you know the best consumers of electronic music are so open-minded to all types of music i don't really know too too many other genres where that's like you know outside of electronic music i should say where that's really a focal point for people right is being able to embrace um other styles of music other sounds other types of people you know that that's kind of what made electronic music electronic music part of a culture more than just a type of music so there you go totally right you know what dude before we move on if you did not like my anti-plur moment, moment, if you felt personally attacked by my anti-plur moment, why don't you go ahead and tweet at us, at podbtb, maybe send us a DM, uh, at it's Instagram, at btb.pod, shoot us a note on Facebook, you know we're on Facebook as well, shoot us an email if you're mad at me, connect at beyondthebeats.co, I want to hear your thoughts, I want to hear your thoughts, and maybe we can have a nice discussion about that, uh, but while you're there, also give us a follow, and uh, hey, drop a rating and review. Those go no, a not very if long they have way. a problem with you. Not if they have a problem. <laughs> Do not just don't show, encourage drop a negative review. reviews for this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> like I said, Alec and I crunched the numbers. If each of our EDM champions shared this show with exactly one friend, we would double. We would double this podcast. So, you know what? Let's all do our part here. Yeah, exactly. Love it, man. We're right. We are nearly, it's nearly the end of another episode, man. I can't believe it. Yes, Time sir. flies by. We're in the what are we listening to section We've got Rez teaming up with Zed's Dead. People have been really excited for this, for the song Into the Abyss. And we're going to be talking about Seven Lions back doing a solo track here, which is good to see. It's called Only Now, and it features Tyler Greaves. So, Samir, tell us about what I have to say is probably one of the most interesting rating scales for songs and music out there. Yes, sir. Guys, here on Beyond the Beats, we have a very unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels 1 through 5. Level 1 is what we call One Listen. It's where you listen to a track, and you're probably never, ever going to listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level 2 is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not going to really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level 3 is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob, and you turn it up. 
Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist, and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. All right, Alec, what's the first track we're talking about here, dude? We are going to go ahead and talk about Res Zed's Dead, Into the Abyss. Samit, did this take you into the abyss? No, it did not. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll say it. All right, I'll say it here right we now. go. I'll let's, say it right here. It. This, I, um, look, it's always exciting when we get artists that are just so prominent and uh, so influential in the scene teaming up to do a track together. And Into the Abyss, I really did feel like it had equal representation from both sides of this. I thought Zed's Dead's influence on this track was just absolutely shining. It was, it was beautiful and i loved how during the track the swell of all these elements coming together right before the drop it just it just sounded so grandiose and it just sounded like everything was coming together effectively until it dropped i thought the drop was extremely lackluster i was not a fan of the drop i thought it was missing just some oomph or just something like just it seemed like the kick was missing something the bass was missing it just didn't feel like the drop was complete however it can be argued that live, this song probably pops off live, but just from a listener like myself who's probably, you know, laying in bed and uh, listening to some music, this song I thought was fantastic right up until the drop. Alec, what'd you think? It's interesting, man, because I'm going to disagree with you here on this one. I actually Ooh. really enjoyed this track, and I think, you know, did you listen to this on good quality headphones, or was this kind I of... Lis- I, yeah, I listened to it on my headphones, okay. on my AirPods, so, I listened to it on a bunch of different devices. I, I can understand what you're saying when if felt like the drop was missing something perhaps some bass in there but let me ask you do you think was it the structure of the drop and how the drop was that kind of got you more so no no it was not it was not about that it just felt like a good chunk of the frequency in the low end was missing hmm. yeah i didn't get that feeling which is interesting because i I, re- I really enjoyed the drop and maybe i'm thinking about what it sound live how it sound live but even just listening mm-hmm. to it i do feel like the it packs enough punch and I just what I really appreciated more so I should say then which is kind of why I might have a more positive perception is that I love how they went back to a more older school style of dubstep and yeah they because it's exactly the right combination but it keeps some of that mid-tempo in there too so I think with having that in mind it probably made the track a little better for me and allows me to overlook maybe some you know that they're missing out on the drop a bit from the from the bass so I just really appreciate you know, the structure of the song, how they did the song, and how it finished, but I never really, I just didn't get that same feeling where I was like, oh, does it feel like it's missing something? So, interesting. yeah, I just didn't quite get that. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Well, uh, those are our thoughts on, on that song right there. Rez and Zed's Dead, teaming up for the song Into the Abyss. I will say, though, I'm excited to hear this song live at EDC, because they'll, they'll both be at EDC. So maybe so I think- maybe it will change. Well, well, yeah, we'll have to see. That's just something you yeah. have to see when you're live and see if it's Yeah, bad. I wish they'd be on Bass Pod, though. Oh, man, if they were uh, on yeah. Bass Pod, that shit would absolutely rock. Anyways, let's, let's talk about this next song, Alec, because I have to ask you a question. Okay. Were you trying to make me cry? <laughs> yeah. Just... Just wondering. Of course. You got the emotion out of me with this one, man. Seven Lions, Mm -hmm. dude, coming up with this song only now featuring Tyler Greaves. Alec, what a track. What did you think of this one? Amazing, man. It's just Seven Lions just continues to show that he 
is leading the charge with melodic dubstep right now that he is the man to see if you want to go see some melodic bass and melodic dubstep he's just his songs what i love about it man is that you know they've got real emotion to it but it's not too cheesy you know yeah but he's yes. and he's able to make it feel you know quite emotional. But the, it's not like the drop is very lighthearted or anything like that. No, it's got a, packs a real punch and has some real power to it. And just seeing it live is a whole nother experience as well, right? I mean, just that live, you know, experience oh, of Seven so Lives is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So he just with this this song, like you can just obviously see fitting perfectly into one of his sets. Uh, judging by your reaction, I can tell that you enjoyed this too man I, I really love this song like i said you know you guys already know I, i'm not a fan of words in my music i just don't like them but i really enjoyed the lyrics in this song i thought tyler Greaves sounded amazing in this track but i gotta give it up to seven lines and his production dude the first drop being melodic dubstep that sound that we are used to hearing from him classic absolutely absolutely classic he has mastered that sound but then the second half of this track switches into some trance and my god the way that it drops in the second ha- in the second drop Mm-hmm. absolutely incredible man i love the switch up in this song and seven lines is going towards this trance style as well because are you ready for this Alex? all right not only will he be playing as seven lions at the festival but he will also be playing as a Brexis at the uh at the trance stage as well oh, it's, a, it's a right. side project that he has that he has uh, as well man and for so, reference it's edc I, vegas we're talking about edc vegas yes sir thank you very much so yeah it's um seven lines can do no wrong absolutely love this guy especially you know he's got his record label ophelia records he is just really grinding and his game is just it's amazing to see and this song only now i don't know where he finds the time to release such quality music but he does it every time and i'm a huge fan of this song absolutely man i'm right there with you i'm glad that you brought up the transport to it too he just understands how to blend the mixture of trance with, you know, melodic dubstep there too. And like, you, you, it's not, he can see him playing. It's interesting, right? Where you'll see him play on trance stages, right? Like, remember when yeah. we saw him play after Above and Beyond? So he's able yeah, to capture, no, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That, that was a very underwhelming set. Um, very underwhelming. I was very, sorry, Above and Beyond yeah. fans. No, I, and I really like them. So I was very, we were very disappointed. Um, it's interesting how you can capture the trance audience as well because they're looking for a lot of emotion in their song, right? So Seven Lines is able to do that but add a little bit more of an aggressive tone to it, right, at times. Yeah. He can make it and switch it up into being more aggressive. And he he really takes you through... It's a journey like trances, but there's one... It's like probably a higher peak and a, a lower kind of low to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting he's able to do that. So I'm not surprised at all... That he's gonna be doing some more trance at EDC. That's fantastic news to hear, dude. I'm I'm very very pumped up for that. So, Alec, I'm gonna take it right back to Rez and Zed's dad teaming up for the song "Into the Abyss." What are your thoughts, my friend? What are you giving this as a rating? I'm gonna go ahead and give this a level three out of five. Just turn it up. Nice. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, this track did it for me a little bit more so than you. I just really appreciate the style, and I'm pumped up to see this live, dude. Hell yeah! I uh, I hope that this track, when I hear it live, changes my view on it. But for now, I'm gonna have to give this a background noise. Mm, Sorry, guys. Damn. It's just a track. It it just didn't hit for me, man. I tell you, the tr- this track is put together very nicely. But when it drops, it's just incredibly underwhelming for myself. And I'm just, I, I it kind of, it's disappointing. So that's why I'm giving this a background noise. But you know what? If, if I change my mind about it after hearing it live, I'll let you guys know for sure. Indeed, please do. All right, man. What are you, actually, I'll take this one. I'll go first. Seven Lines. Go ahead, brother. Only Now featuring Tyler Greaves. 
I'm going to go ahead and give this a level four out of five just bought tickets. Nice. Not that I needed any more excuses or reasons to go see Seven Lines. I mean, you know, this is, this is just part of a whole history of just amazing releases and amazing performances live. So I can't wait to see this track integrated with one of those sets. How about you? Huge fan of this song. Huge fan of Seven Lines. Even if we were to do this song in a vacuum, it's going to get a just bought tickets from me, man. There you go. You know, I'm putting this song straight up into a Hoover vacuum okay dyson vacuum stepping it up a little bit and i love this track <laughs> that's uh, not what the analogy is supposed to be that's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay i know i know okay <laughs> uh, but i i just i love seven lines i thought tyler Greaves sounded amazing on this track i love the switch up you know in the second drop from the first drop it keeps it interesting and it keeps it very uplifting and this track is an absolute solid gold just bought tickets so yeah that's my thought all right Whew. we're here towards the end of yet another episode. What are we launching oh, yeah. into? We're into the artists we're watching section. Man, we've got two young rising stars in the trap scene for you. Who wants to take it off? Get those trap arms yeah, ready. Get dude. ready, Just man. Get, those, get, get, them, get them up and ready to freaking move, okay? Because I am pumped up on this. Okay, guys, this week on beyond the beats i am going to talk to you all about say veer s-a-y-v-e-r-e okay this artist he just i don't know where these people come from sometimes you know what i mean because his his following is really not that big at all like on soundcloud for instance he has 287 followers but he's putting out some absolutely quality tunes here all right let's peep this for a second okay in 2017, one of his tracks, Always About You, it got 30,000 plays. On top of that, it was placed as number three on SoundCloud's trap charts in 2017. And this person, Xavier, is only releasing quality, quality tunes. All right, so I hope you guys are ready for this one right now. This is a song called Roman, very recently released, but you know what? Just, just inject this straight into your ear canals. Let's take a listen. This is Xavier's song, Roman. track i mean he is just i can't believe he doesn't have more followers and yet so many plays i mean clearly the song is gonna get traction but i mean i think it's only a matter of time until you know he blows up i totally agree man i am just i'm i'm shocked by how people have not woken up yet to savior's sound and it's time like if you are a trap fan if you guys just enjoyed the song that i played for you you need to go into the show notes. Just just do it right now. Go into the show notes, click on his SoundCloud, and give this guy a follow. Because it's just, I, man, I'm so impressed by the talent that is out there. That is just waiting to be discovered. And Savior is just one of those people that we just got to put on the Beyond the Beats artists we're watching roster. Alec, who do you have for us this week? Oh boy. All right, man. Kicking it off with a very, very interesting sound. You will hear it building up right now. We're going to introduce you to the combination of Future Bass and Trap. This is Caption, and this is his song Quint Essence. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Oh man. Uh, uh, just let me let me get a towel real quick because I'm sweating bullets <laughs> over here. Just give me one second. Wow. All right, dude. I, I just love that we're, we're focusing on some trap music today. And uh, Caption, I feel like, is just one of those producers that is on the rise and is about to take over the world, man. I mean, this is such a great song. One song that I'm a really, really big fan of as well that he did pretty recently. I think it was released like two or three weeks ago. He did it with an artist we're watching, Quiet Bison. Oh, right? man. So this guy. Yep, absolutely. It, it, Cap- and on quality good records, too. Shout out. Great label there. Exactly. Caption's sound is just absolutely amazing. And it's, it's put. Pushing what trap music can sound like and I love that man he's blending genres I feel like I heard some future bass in there we got some trap in there I'm a big fan of this song absolutely man I mean you know he's still not got too too many followers he's only there around 9k on SoundCloud so definitely go check him out give him a follow also give our other artists we're watching Quiet Bison a follow if you like kind of that influence of future bass into trap you're absolutely going to love Caption I mean it's just he is just going to be tearing it up until I think 2020 is going to be a big big year for him so definitely go check them out you know what check both of them out because they both deserve a follow here i mean they're just doing some awesome things anything that's innovative in the trap scene i really enjoy or anything that's innovative in general just these guys are on the forefront i totally i totally agree man i totally agree trap is i think like in a really really interesting place right now where i think people are trying some new things and we're seeing that with a lot of underground trap talent so I, i hope we continue to see that trend and i'm very excited to see where the genre goes Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, dude. I, I hate to say goodbye to you, but I, I think we gotta. I think we gotta sign off pretty soon. I think so. I think we do. And just you know, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's sticking with us, who's you know been listening week in, week out, and suggesting it to your friends. It makes a big, big deal to us. I mean, you know, it's um, it, it's it's something where this was just a hobby type of thing, and it's slowly turning into yeah. something more. You know, we just wanted to uh, people who listen to us from day one will always know <laughs> i say this a lot but it's very much true we were just we're just two guys having a conversation about electronic music and we're just glad that we can have more people get involved in the conversation so totally. if you want please reach out to us you know you can dm us on instagram right everyone's on the gram nowadays we're there too we're trying to be more you know active on there we promise we'll get back to more and more people thank you for all the messages you can find us at btb.pod there on twitter or at pod btb and if you can send us an email if you have a little bit more form of an inquiry or i don't know you have an essay something you want to send over to us when you disagree with one of samir's views that's fine you can do yes. you can email connect happy on the beats.co we want to hear what you have to say we love doing this we love doing this we love you guys the edm champions and uh, real quick though i do want to give a really quick shout out just because you know you mentioned how people like are messaging us and we always appreciate that austin from las vegas dude Thanks for uh, supporting the pod. It was really, really cool to get your your uh, note. And, you know, you said that you were just jamming along to the episode that we released, episode 46. So, dude, I just I love seeing stuff like that. Like when you guys send us messages, like you showing us that you're listening to the pod, it, it, it really just makes all this effort, all this work worth it. Because, like, it's awesome to see people are enjoying, you know, Alec and I going back and forth talking about electronic music. We love it. We love you guys. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week for episode 49. But until then... Peace.